back to the Academy. This is the second part of our session two here for this amazing game and this amazing cast of characters. I'm Riku. I am your game master for this mess of a real world game that we're doing. <laughs> but I am here for the ride and everyone else is so good luck getting off anyway let's uh, let's reintroduce you to our cast of characters before we get started go ahead and tell us your name where folks can find you and who you are playing here on the academy i'm echo me i play liz and alex in the academy i play corey o'reilly in knights of paint down i play nicholas heisenberg and I am playing the wonderful, the magnificent manager John in Friday Night Fights. Yeah, that's me. I passed torch. Hello, everyone. My name is Mikey. I am the founder of the D&D Vibe Tribe production. You can follow me on my personal social medias at PopCultureGeek, or you can collectively follow us at D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on all the projects we got going on, which is a lot. Seven actual play podcasts, three regular podcasts for a total of ten, so there is something for everyone. I get to run those amazing games, so it's a lot of fun. But for this one, I don't have to because I get to be a player in this. I am playing Ramon Oseguera, your human path the totem barbarian. So let's see what kind of shenanigans we can get into tonight. How's it going, guys? Minimoss2218. You guys can catch me on all the social medias. Same thing. Uh, you guys can just call me Mini. I'm playing Mr. Rashmi, the I'm drunk all the time asshole of the group. Uh, but you also can catch me on Friday Night Fights as the uh, reigning defending IAW tag team champions, part one half the tag team champions, and founding member of the Cole Club. Hey everybody, it's Chris or Sutfin. Find me on social media as Cosmos Prefect. I am playing Edgar Wallace, a uh, human variant wizard of the School of Code who just likes to geek out and mess with electronics as much as he can. So let's uh anxious to see where this episode takes us. It's been a blast so far, so stay tuned everybody. Ludos programas and guten tag. I am Adolfo the Nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. You can also find me here on the DD Vibe Tribe as on f Friday Night Fights, I play the reigning IAW champ, the Macho Mage. In Fur Sato, I play the Unicorn Clan member, Shodai. You can also actually cast catch me in real life as I will be performing at the Tennessee Pirate Festival in Harriman, Tennessee with the Lords of Adventure. And you can find me at the New Jersey Ren Fair, which is the last weekend in May and the first weekend in June. That's down in, that's down in South New Jersey, uh, here in the good old US of A. Uh, and I also have a little podcast called the Nerdy Puerto Ricast. You can find it here on the D&D &D Vibe Tire Productions, and you can also find it anywhere where podcasts are found but this knocked i will be playing dagny hooter crypta of the hooter crypta funeral home yeah i am deep gnome necromancer yeah hello everyone it's josh you can follow me on tiktok at mg preacher 
You can also follow me on Instagram at mgpreachermark2 if you'd like. You can also find me here on the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions and sixth actual play podcast. You can find I play Chris Remington in Red Harvest. I play the lovable paladin and Dodak Vailgod and Call of the Deep. And but tonight we're not playing either of those. We're playing the Academy. So tonight I would be playing the party's ranger. And following me is my lovable canine companion, Leonidas. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Roll Sixes. Or Dylan, you can find me on uh, Twitter, at Roll Sixes. Otherwise, you can also find me on uh, Twitch or Instagram, at Roll Sixes. Tonight, I'll be playing the ever-fabulous Wyatt Luckbringer II, a human gunslinger with an attitude problem. And loving every second of it. All right. So, as a quick recap from last episode, Camden Yu is, and they got some time to get to know each other, some revealing some good and some interesting parts about themselves, some belief and some not. And we open today's, uh, tonight's session or episode, I should say, we are technically still in the same session, at the gates of Camden University, where our party has met up with Ava, who, if you remember, is Liz's former student, and Leila, the monk that Rashmi met out out at the tournament in the locker room, who also loved to have a drink. They are both dressed there in these cyan blue polo shirts with the school's emblem and name in the right upper right corner. They're also wearing khakis. So, yes, um, if the shirt was a little bit more bluer, you would think they work at Best Buy, but no, they work at a university. They both have on these... They all, but they both have a headset around their neck. It's like your normal, like, one earpiece with a microphone headset, which with a wire that goes down to a little... Sp- speaker box that they're wearing on their hips. But they greet you they're like, hey! So Layla speaks speak up and is like, about time you made it! How was the trip? That bad, huh? He was great. He's just drunk. No, you're drunk. Listen, now that you're here on campus, I'll show you the good spots. Fuck yeah. Ava yeah. then, actually Liz, you notice Ava giving you a little wave, like super happy to see you. Asks like, how dare you? <laughs> she gives a little heart. <laughs> and then you hear like a telepathic message of love. I know you'll enjoy this. Trust me. So they approach you a little closer so that not many people here. So what we're going to do right now, is we're going to just quickly walk through the, the university, show you a couple of spots that you need to know, like the store, give you the lay of the land um, as we head out to the home base. But I need to apologize ahead of time because we need to give up the guys that we are giving y'all a tour of campus. I'm going to apologize in advance. Wyatt's standing there just with his body armor on, like in his, obviously his pants. His guns are clearly... <laughs> are I'm clean. sorry. I'm sorry. I just got, got the visage of, of just the body armor and no pants. I was just like, What? That's no, refreshing. Not, no, he's also he also has his he he does have pants on. Um, that's for the after that's for the after dark version of this game. Yes, 
that's that's for a different time and place. But like he like stares and like he looks down at himself and like back at them and he's so is this going to be a problem? Should it really be a problem? We we're on we do like this kind of onboarding for quote unquote staff all the time. So if anyone asks, I could just say that you're uh security. I mean for once, I agree with the count. We're all decked on weapons. <laughs> Am I the only I'd one to bring weapons with me? I'm actually wow. going to say at, at this point, when you were on the flight, you stored your weapons. <laughs> you have your basic, like, Wyatt, you probably still have your guns on you. But the rest of you, you have, like, your basic weapons, like daggers and stuff on you. But nothing too showy right now. Um, okay. Okay, so Wyatt, on the plane, you all would have seen Wyatt take off his body armor. That was, like, what the expectation was. And underneath that, even though you saw him complain earlier, he's wearing a perfectly tailored Armani t-shirt. Like, it looks like he's actually had a tailor take it, like, form-fitting. And he's just, like, when somebody gives him, like, a look, he's just, what? Oh, we're into designer labels? I did not know it was going to be that kind of I am here for all of it. Fantastic. All right. And the only reason they and they say apologies uh, for that a bit of stutter, because I can see what y'all write in your notebooks and alerts come up and I try not to giggle. Anyway, I, I, I think that was me. I apologize. Don't apologize. It's fantastic. Uh, you'll find maybe Patreon content will post in character notebook diary sessions they explain this so we are going to have to turn up the energy a little bit and i apologize for that ahead of time but we'll try to get through this as quick as possible hold on layla's thank you she takes a quick sleep and gives it back right it is a college town it is a college town <laughs> she does it like in almost a sleight of hand way to make sure that no one's seeing it. But anyway, like, all right, here goes nothing. And you see them both put on their headsets. You They turn on the speakers, which gives a little bit of a high-pitched sound from the speaker that you normally would hear. And they go, and then all of a sudden you hear through a complete distortion of the microphone you can't make out a word of what they're saying it's weird for this to be a very funded campus yet the speakers sound like they're straight off the the shelf at a dollar store (laughs) i was just this is making my throat itch somehow i don't know how this is happening and now we're gonna go this way and show you the main hall of the university. And we're walking, and we're walking as they're like perfectly walking backwards, without having to look behind them at all. They know exactly where they're going. <laughs> After a while, uh, you, you can t- tune it out a little bit. They're very—you can tell their voice pitch is very high. They're very in their like customer service. I'm a happy preppy student here at the university. Liz is just listening and enjoying every moment of this. Yeah. Ratchmi looks absolutely fucking miserable, like he wants to run away. No, keep going. He is totally sold on this, and somehow, halfway through the tour, he has picked up a, a pennant for, for the school, and he's just carrying it 
around. He's just carrying it, and like, so if someone like looks, it's like one minute's not there, and the next minute he has it, and like that, like at the next building, he all of a sudden has a, a baseball hat for the school, and so like, like each building you go to, he has a different sort of paraphernalia for the school until like at the end, he he just is just fully decked out in like school colors and whatnot. However, he, his body posture is still the way like it was on the jet, where he's just like very rigid, uh, one hand behind his back, his feet, like whenever they stop, it's like at 40, uh, 45 degree angles. Uh, and Weissel gets a, a little jersey somehow. Somehow he's got a little school jersey. Oh, a little jersey. Once again, we need the animators to get on this. And whenever uh, we pass by a spot where they had like the school universities and ball caps, you guys turn around and look, and Leonidas is wearing one of those ball caps. And he's just giving you the biggest doggy smile ever. I swear to all the gods, if anything happens to these animals, Chris, I will riot. I'm gonna do my best not to, because I want them to live too. <laughs> Hitch a ride on... Sound amplifying the cuteness! <laughs> First Blitzen, now a weasel riding a dog? This is amazing. <laughs> Listen, the animals are taking over... Good lord. Alright. So as they're walking you through the quad, you're looking around, and typical college students, you see a few of them playing playing spike ball, a few just studying on the quad. You see a couple college students that are playing frisbee with a dog, and the frisbee kind of actually whizzes over your head as you watch as the dog goes and um, chases after the frisbee. You continue walking, taking in the sights, and then you're actually stopped by that dog. Edgar, actually, you're actually stopped by that dog who is who sits down with the frisbee in his mouth looking up at you. It's the same dog you met at the Invitational. I thought I'd recognize you. How, how are you doing? Let me grab that frisbee so you can talk a little bit. You, you want some bacon? I got some bacon. How you doing? Good. I'm good. This, it's, and you see him cock his head back to make sure that the students that were playing with him don't hear him talking. And he goes, yeah, uh, I'm doing well. It's good to be back. That was a bit of a long trip for me. But but no, things are good. How are y'all doing? Hold up. Oh. Is this Scooby-Doo? What the fuck? I was going to say, can the rest talking? of us hear this talk? <laughs> yes. you are. Actually, I'm going to say... If you're not paying attention to the speakers and tr- or I should say try say um paying attention to the speakers, he is speaking low. Go ahead and roll perception to see if you hear him. He's oh, <laughs> looking for hot college girls. Exactly. If you're tuned if you're tuned out of the speech and you're not looking for something That's else. Exactly what I typed in my notebook to let Chris know what I was doing. <laughs> exactly what I typed in. Oh jeez. So perception, that would be Actually, 19. Actually, I should just ask. Let me just look at your passive perceptions. Uh, my perception roll for that would have been 18. Yay for having everything here. Okay. So if you're not paying attention, if you're not overwhelmed by the speaking and such like that, if you rolled higher than a 15 total, you hear the dog talking. Yeah. Yep. Gore. I'm, I'm not going to... I can hear that he's being quiet, so I know he's trying not to bring attention to himself. So I'm going to lean in to Ramon and go... Raggy, the rock is rocking. <laughs> Walk away. Leonidas clearly heard the word bacon, so now he's just like that low whimpering. So, really quickly, 
<laughs> Rabon like leans into Rashmi before he leaves and is just like jinkies. <laughs> Good lord. This is uh, not this is paying attention to the tour. Doesn't care. Yeah. So yeah, after a quick conversation, he just goes, Hey, listen, um, I need to go back to to just keeping watch around here, which is why I'm in this form right now. I'll catch up with y'all later, but for now, can you toss the uh, the frisbee back to those guys? Sure thing, man. I'll be be sure to keep an eye out for you. Thank you. And as he sees you prepared to throw it, you see him get into his stance like any dog would before you go before you throw it. And then just yeah. And then (laughs) oh wait, what? Throw it. I I don't release. Go for it. Roll a sleight of hand for that. Hold on. Yeah, roll a sleight of hand. It was just a mean thing to do. So where is my... Okay, so it's a it's two, ten. So that's a quail. Okay. So you go and you, like, fake check the frisbee. And he just... He gets from his stance and just stands up and says, Really, man? Hey, I'm sorry. I, it's just an, old, tr- just an old habit. No harm. That's fair. But remember, I'm still human. Technically. Now go ahead and really throw it, so... <laughs> All right, here we go. Give them a show. <laughs> All right. So you go ahead and throw it, and he throws, and he runs back to the two students. To both... The, you notice the two students are wearing fraternity letters. One is wearing Sigma Mu, and the other is wearing Epsilon Alpha. I'm going to tap at Edgar. Wait. Yes. So you got bacon? Yeah, you want some? Fuck yeah, I'm starving. All right. Sounds good here. I can trade you for a sh- trade. Done. Rashmi has legit a utility belt on full of whiskey flasks. Only he's only drinking like three of them. Fair trade to me. He's walking away in the piece of bacon. Not Thornton, but Leonas walks up to you and just paws your leg. Just oh, looks yeah. up and give you those big puppy eyes. <laughs> he gets some bacon too. He wants to be happy, his tail <laughs> wagging a mile a minute. You hear, you hear from the, your two tour guards. Sorry, I got bacon. Now, if we keep going, and they flip down their their microphones again, and you just hear, into and you head into the building. So, as this goes on, you're still you're learning a lot about the campus. They're giving like their whole spiel. They turn off the speaker when they're inside the buildings, at least, so that helps. But they're giving you some of the history, what kind of things you can do here. As you're walking down one of the halls, it's just one of the, I think it's actually the school of business there. You're walking down the halls there, the stock tickers around there for like their fake stock market. And you pass by a two students with a teacher talking to them. And Layla looks over and goes, oh, hey, Callum. And Callum turns around. He goes, oh, hey, just checking in with a couple of my students. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll leave you be then. And continues walking. Ava explains then, oh, Callum is actually the technically the faculty advisor for Epsilon Alpha. They are the business fraternity here on campus. He's... Absol. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had something in my throat. I'm gonna put up a hand for a high five for Wyatt. Callum, <laughs> Callum oh wait, uh, yeah, Callum just looks at you and goes, "Actually, no." Do you see the two, you the two students just go, just start cackling loudly, and Callum just gives you like the, 
a death stare. <laughs> I'm sensing some hostility between the two of you. I just, I just stare. I just spit. I smile and just stare back. And as we're walking, I'm like, that motherfucker owes me a T-shirt. Like, can we not try to make ourselves drama on the first day, please? I feel like that ship has sailed, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Just for clarification for this, Callum is actually more in a more professional dress for what a professor is. He actually, unlike everybody else who's part of the academy, he actually did take a job with the university. So he is, he does do it as a side job when he's not out on missions. He's also wearing like these very thin glasses too. So he's doesn't look at all what he looked like at the at the competition and such. So you all are continuing walking, going through everywhere, and you take a stop at the school store. And so you walk into the store and there's not really anyone there. There's just a desk there and you hear you hear Ava just go, oh, just one moment. I'll introduce you to the person who runs this. And then you just hear her just go. And yet again, just like before, dropping down from the ceiling upside down on a rappel is Jay Fogshot. Jeremiah Fogshot just drops down in front of the the register. Oh, y'all made it. <laughs> nice oh, spitter, no, man. Oh, <laughs> on down, unhinges himself. He goes, I think I got finally got that. That is you all done. Welcome, everybody. Glad y'all can be here. This is the school store. You look around and there's school supplies. There's swag gear, like hats and stuff that you can normally buy. There's like food and drinks for people, for students to grab a quick snack. But Jay just goes, I'm sure you all probably want to see the good stuff, don't you? And he just simply walks out. And walks to the back of the store and where you see this super, super large poster of of popular pop idol Alicia Bones that is up there. Very famous artist. And you see her him just walk up to it and just boop the poster's nose twice. And the door and make sure that you all see that and you see the wall just give way and start moving over and he leads you inside what the fuck and inside is another store except instead of supplies like school supplies exploration supplies weapons armor and everything you can think of that you can use for your for your missions and this is where you would get a lot of your stuff from. Unfortunately, for the Academy, you need to actually bring your own equipment, unfortunately. They will, but they are supplying you with the money, and anything you buy, you get to keep. As I see all of this, just under my breath, I'm just going, Ugh. So as you're looking at this, and uh, looking at all this, it's like, huh, I wonder where that little one went off to. And she like he like dips around the corner and goes, "Hey Sarah, you busy?" And out comes this little halfling that comes around the corner. And Ramon, you recognize her right off the bat, except that she's not really wearing children's clothes anymore. She's in she's still in overall overalls, but you can see she's a little bit dirtier because she's been doing some work around the place. 
And it's now very clear that she is not nine. She is more like 29. I can respect that. Ramon just looks at her and just like, so, how's the bear treating you? It's good. I gave it to my boyfriend. He really likes it. Hey, as long as someone likes it, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yep, he likes it. Oh, and I'm sure you would like this. And she goes, she walks up to you and hands you your wallet. I check to see all the contents are still in there, which it's isn't a lot, there. but even still. It is in there. Mikey, you remember that perception check I made you take have while you were helping her? It makes sense now. She's an arcane trickster. Okay, now I respect that even more. <laughs> <laughs> she's an arcane trickster and she's used and so she's able to make her mage hand invisible. <laughs> so, Just so after, you know. ch- after checking the content, Ramon gives her like the rock, like one eyebrow raise up. But then just nods and just says, I respect that, and puts his wallet back in his pocket. <laughs> you see her and she's, well, I'm off the break. And she like does the little girl skip off as like almost to mock you for pulling it off. We'll check to make sure nothing else got stolen. <laughs> nothing got stolen. Don't worry okay. about it. Jay looks at all this and just sighs and just goes, don't worry. She does that to all the new people she encounters. Just means she likes you. I'll take it. I would hate yeah to find out what she does to people she doesn't like she you see his face just crunch up and almost go white as in oh no you don't want to know oh you poor thing you must have witnessed it firsthand let me tell you the prank she can pull is uh yeah have melinda tell you a story sometime anyway (laughs) but yeah feel free to come by once you want to stock up on stuff if you need any potions, any weapons, or any upgrades that you might need. Yes. Yes, Lordmere? I... Oh, no. <laughs> Do they have any canine vests? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you're kind of cutting out a bit, but I heard the most of it. So, Jay looks at you and says, we actually just gave the last one that we had to Patrick um, because he ripped his old one, but we should be getting in more stock soon. Just need to get the tailor to actually give us our product. Look, I don't know why the supply chain is still fucked up, but we left that behind in the olden days. Things still happen, but we should have new stock in the next day or two. Okay. So don't worry. I still need to clean up around here, so I'm going to need to ask you out to go and so I can finish cleaning, but you need anything, just give me a ring on your tablets and I'll open up the shop for you. And then he just, like, shoes you out. <laughs> like, when I know where I am, now bye, bye, bye. And as soon as you just shoot out, the, the wall just slams back into place. <laughs> Layla goes, yeah, he can be very protectful about his stuff, but... There's so much stuff. Yeah, he makes most of it. He makes most of it. Um, oh, yeah, he's one of the best artificers in the business, especially with uh, the firearms. Let me, let me tell you, he makes some cool stuff. Anywho, let's we'll keep going and then we can get rid of this stick soon enough. And they go ahead and lead you out of the store.
along the, the way to this next area, um, curious to know from y'all, is there anything you're, any types of things in this kind of atmosphere that might catch your eye or maybe that you might be looking for in particular? Uh, hot college girls. Oh God, what did you put in the notebook? By the way, uh, just so you know, your tablets are like, Let's see. Your tablets are like transforming, so you can so it could be a tablet. You can automatically fold it to turn into a cell phone, or you can even grow it out to be a laptop. So it's an all-in-one like electronic tool for you to use. So literally, this thing is the rotom of this universe. Yes, like the it is the rotom of your this universe. I did yes. see your chat, Rashmi. Can you roll a stealth check for me? <laughs> I did. It was a natural twenty for a total of a twenty-two. Shit. All right, let's see how long it takes for people to realize. <laughs> it was a nat 20, so... Be like, aren't we missing Actually, you know what? Things continue on. Anyone else? Anything, like, you think would catch your eye, or do you want to just continue without anything in particular? So, real quick, Ramon is looking around for one of those... He's a big guy, so he's looking for one of those, like, embroidered, like, cardigan, like, dad sweaters <laughs> kind of things going on. You don't see one on the route you're taking, but Ava lets you know that uh, a few buildings over is the, like, bookstore, which is where all of that kind of larger swag is available for purchase. Cool. And in his mind, Ramon's going to be like, if I can't find one in my size, I will take an emblem and I will stitch it on somewhere. I wonder if they have a fashion department around here. Odds or evens? Never tell me the odds, so evens. So Layla speaks up as, oh, when I was a student here, actually, I was a fashion major. I think we still have it, though. I think it's under another name. I need to look into it. Ramon just cracks the biggest smile, uh, as big of a smile as like the 6'4". <laughs> like heavy set, like chunky man can be is just like most excellent. Yeah, I'll say that like most majors are taught here, not like... With the exception of maybe a couple here and there, just because they don't have professors for it. But if they can have a major, they pretty much have it for the most part. Anyone else looking for anything in particular besides hot college girls? I was wondering where the archives might be. Stacks, the library. Oh, so as you were walking through the quad, you noticed a really big building with a clock tower in it. Ava points out that's their what they call the Memorial Library. That is the main library on campus. There's a lot of small libraries around campus, depending on where you are, because everyone has their own preference or for specific majors. But that is the library. It's about eight floors. It goes up about eight floors, but it also goes down about 12. So there are a there's a lot of stuff in that building that you learn about that... You can uh, check out when you get a chance. Anyone else? Okay. Dagny's at about 75% swag coverage right now. <laughs> All right. And not, I'm not saying I need to know if, they're, if this is here, but I'm just curious. Does this university have a criminal justice system? There is, camp there is campus police. So as much as campus police does, they do have the authorization to just like the normal Seattle police have, but they're specifically designated to campus. Okay. I'm just curious. Yep. Okay. 
so you're walking through the buildings, you're getting more of a tour, and then you end up in this... It's almost like the start of the woods, woody area there, just almost like off on a trail. And out there, you see this very small shed out in a clearing. And the shed, you could tell, is where they... This place used to be farmland, so there's a lot of... It's assumed that there were tools in there, but it's definitely old and decrepit. It looks like it's just standing up on one beam. And you see Layla turn around and go, and welcome to headquarters. As she looks around, she's like, where the hell did that drunk go? Ramon looks around. He'll he'll reappear. They always do. If he doesn't show up, we know one of two places to look. One would either be any type of bar or any place where any university girls would be. You could find both <laughs> in a bar. Rashmi, did you... So you originally told me that you were going to seek a way to take to sleep somewhere? Oh, yeah, he's in the, the secret store sleeping in the corner. That's, okay. where he snuck, that's where he snuck away. Let me check something real quick. Where is... There he is. Hey! Layla looks out in, into the crowd. I'll go get him. And she's, she steps like almost two feet, like two steps out from the group. And you hear XC coming from behind the group just saying, oh, don't worry, I got him. And he's like holding Rashmi in his arms, walking up to the group. As he's sleeping? <laughs> As he's... Are you still sleeping? Oh, yeah, I'm like cuddled up against him. I'm like holding onto his head. Like a little yeah. kid, I passed out. He, he, he basically rolled a natural 20 to find you. It's <laughs> a natural 20 to be a natural 20. Yep, so he carries you up and do I really have to carry him inside? And he actually looks at all of you instead of to the group of them because he knows exactly what Ava and Layla will answer. <laughs> Ramon offers to take Rashmi and carry him. I can wave some bacon under his nose and see. <laughs> as, as we're waiting for, for XD and, and all this is going on, Dagny will start the the ritual to create Tanzer's floating disc. <laughs> so when he shows up, he can just be like, why do you not put him here? Yeah, he will be very comfortable. XC so, looks down at, well, so by the time he gets there, the disc will be there. He goes, oh, thank God you're useful. <laughs> and just plops him down on the desk. Just, on the desk. Dagny with a little the little banner on on a stick, he just waves it. Uh, Layla just goes, "Len, that's settled, shall we?" And she walks over to the shed, opens it up, and she and Layla and Xe all walk inside. All right. So Liz walks inside, and this isn't a shed; it's a motherfucking mansion. Does it it's bigger in the inside. Does it happen to involve someone by the name of Mordicadence? Yes. <laughs> Lovely. It, 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 is, it is an invisible version of Mordicadence's uh, magnif- and permanent version, I should say, of Mordicadence's uh, magnificent mansion. <laughs> yes, we are here for this. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what that it's basically a, a high level bard or wizard spell to create a gigantic mansion 
out of nothingness that could be any size, any amount of rooms, or any layout they want. This is basically a, per- a permanent version of it, so it's always there. It's basically the TARDIS. <laughs> so I'm assuming y'all decide to walk inside following Liz? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And just a yep. quick clarification, then Dagny would, would cast and summon an unseen servant to push Ashby on the flo- <laughs> on the tensor floating disc. So the, which- floating, so the floating disc, because I was looking at that earlier, it actually follows you, I believe. Yep. Okay. There's so still, need- <laughs> still going to be an unseen servant push the, <laughs> pushing it. <laughs> yes. Okay. That works. That works for me. So yeah, you're inside, and Melinda is there to greet you, along with all of your bags down there at the front. And she goes, she turns to XC as XC comes in, is like, "Good to see you, XC." And you see her, see XC bow to her. She says, "One of my greatest creations that I've been able to make has come in useful." He might not have much of the smarts, but definitely has helped protect this university. Anywho, welcome. I'm glad you all can make it. I got all of your contracts. Thank you so much. For tonight, you can feel free to rest. Enjoy campus. Enjoy the sights around. Tomorrow morning, we'll meet, and I will tell you about your first mission. It's going to be a very easy one. I will tell you that it is just... A simple information gathering mission, but just something just to get your feet wet. But for now, enjoy, celebrate. The kitchen is stocked and your rooms are on upstairs. So you will find the name, your name placards on your doors to where your rooms are. And I would heavily suggest you go ahead and head up there first. Why well, it's just like, I tell you what, I appreciate all the hospitality. And he just walks right upstairs. All right. <laughs> cool. Anyone else follow upstairs? I'm going to grab my bags. Thank you. And I'm going upstairs. Okay. Dagny will will turn to the floating disc and the Unseen Servant. And uh, he will say, Gunter, schnell. And turn back around and follow everyone upstairs. I'm going to go ahead and grab my bags. But just out of sheer habit. He goes through his bags to make sure everything's there. And just to, to clarify, Minimus says no. Ash still on the tensor floating disc, being pushed, quote unquote, by by um, Gunther. Oh, the yeah, Rashmi is still past the fuck out. <laughs> All right, and I'm assuming Edgar, you follow up as well. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> no worries. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go through this for each of your rooms. Uh, and we'll go through this one by one. But as a general note, you open the doors to your room and it looks like it's just a very plain room. It looks like a dorm room. Everything is just super, super basic. But as soon as you cross that threshold of the doorway, the room kind of transforms and redecorates and resizes itself to your personal taste and style. We're going to start with Dylan, since you were the first one that went straight up there. What does your room look like? Uh, so I think the the first thing that stands out is that there is a mannequin for Wyatt's armor. So like when he walks in, he walks right over to the, the armor mannequin, slides the armor onto it, slides his holsters onto the mannequin. So he's got the armor... And then the the weapons, 
takes off his machete, the machete and like adjusts it, looks over to the walls and he sees a bunch of band posters that he really loved when he was growing up. It's been a long time, but there's still a Prince poster uh, showing his Minnesota, showing there's a Queen poster and a few other like rock posters. And then there's a desk with a shelf that has uh, a handful of books. The one that probably stands out to anybody who would come in and look would be Monster Hunting 101. And it's got a bunch of different bookmarks put into it. Otherwise, the rest of it is pretty simple and plain and just, like I said, a place for his equipment and some books for him to read. And he probably takes any opportunity that a warrior like him would take to to get some shut eye he'd get some kip right away just uh slide a strip down and lay down in his bed and close his eyes for a few minutes all right before you lie down in your bed actually you actually see what looks like a package on your bed it is it appears to just be a, a dark blue covered box with almost like a shoe box but definitely better than a shoebox and it has your name on it with a a small card on top of it all right growing up in in the in carolina he knows uh better than to not open the gift before reading the card so he's gonna slowly crack the the envelope and open up the card and read what it says so it simply it simply reads wyatt and it says even if you are a dick signed Callum. Wyatt like looks at it and tosses it on the ground and he's like, I bet you this is my motherfucking shirt and opens up the box and, and looks inside. It is a shirt, but you notice that wrapped in the shirt, there's something else. Okay. Wyatt will unfurl the shirt and carefully let the object fall into his lap. Um, It's more like objects. It is, you notice that there are three magazines for your machine pistol that that come out of the shirt taking a look at the first one you it looks like a normal it looks normal in terms of a magazine you notice that there is a bunch of there's five buttons color-coded on the bottom of the magazine and then when you look into the bullets are just almost swirling changing colors every so often for this one so what you actually have here is elemental bullets. So what this does is when you load it into your gun, you have to press one of the buttons on the bottom and each button corresponds to a different element, a fire, cold, lightning, acid, or poison. And essentially when you fire your bullets, each bullet that is that is fired can also do 1d4 plus your wisdom modifier of elemental damage on top of the regular bullets damage. Cool. Why it says these will come in handy. Yep. The second one uh, feels very heavy. Heavier than even you're used to. And it has a big ornate W on the side. And on the opposite side is the image of a fist. You immediately recognize this as walloping bullets. So what happens is if you hit somebody with these bullets, they have to make a strength saving throw, DC 10, or be pushed back 10 feet. 
Okay. Wyatt uh, kind of considers this for a moment and looks at the third one. The third one you take a look at, and it's a bright green magazine. When you look inside, it is this light green color from the bullets. And you get this kind of really good energy coming from it. You realize that these aren't, these are definitely very different types of rounds. These are healing rounds. So these rounds for whoever you hit with them, yes, you can shoot your own party with them. They will heal 2d4 plus your dex and wisdom modifiers in health points. Cool. Wyatt smiles and he walks the the clips over to his belt that's got his holsters on it and he adds them to the other clips that um, are on there just taking mental note of where each of them is he's maybe Callum isn't such an asshole anyway and la- folds up his shirt and puts it is there, do we have closets in these rooms or yep you all have like closets drawers dresser drawers really anything you want to have sure. in this, any type of furniture or anything, this is your room, and it magically forms to what you want. Sure. Wyatt looks for a closet, so then he finds one, and he, he hangs up that shirt, and along with, he's kind of standing there in his in his underwear, and he's, I'll hang all the rest of this stuff up later, <laughs> and goes and gets some kip, like I said. Awesome. Next up, we're gonna switch to Liz, or Alex. What does your room look like? There is two separate rooms. I'm going to say it's going to be one room split down the middle. Like it's like the two siblings that don't like each other that decide to paint their room half different colors. Like there's like that kind of stuff. There's like duct tape in the middle of the room. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to say it's that. I'm seeing it like two faces lair from the Batman. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I've never seen that. So you got to have to send me an image of that. Ooh, we're on it. Hold up. I'm guessing this this side looks more homey. Oh, that's a place where I want to stay. There's some posters out there. Oh, here's a musical. There's the there's where I worked for 250 years at that university. And just oh, here's the instruments and everything. And on Alex's side, it's completely militaristic, very bare minimum. Like the the only thing that's which is like weird. There's a giant dartboard up top and it just has lines all over it. Just and it's what the hell happened <laughs> in the middle of it. It's just like all these events and this is just like. <laughs> so on the bed for you, your the package that's on your bed is a little bit smaller and it has, again, a note with it. And when you go to read it, it's from Ava, and it says, can't wait to see you up to your old tricks. My old tricks. She's going to put the note in a safe place, put it into her desk, and then see what the actual gift is. When you open up the gift, you realize that the box that the gift came in is actually part of the gift. And it's basically holding a deck of cards. (laughs) I see your faces. It is not that. It is not that i was gonna say i was like oh shit. i am not giving you a deck of many things at level three <laughs> fuck that noise you did i was just gonna be like hello everyone who's ready to die pulls out all the cards <laughs> no 
So you take a look at the deck and you're flipping through the cards and it comes to you just and it actually more comes to Liz just knowing the history of a lot of this stuff. What you do have is a deck of illusions. This helps me out a lot. Yeah, so essentially, for those who don't know, he can take one of the cards out and toss, like, randomly take a card out, toss it out, and it will turn into an illusion of a creature or a human or whatever, depending on the card that he throws out there. Yep. So, it's a really cool gift. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm going to make sure to keep this on my person at all times. (laughs) Awesome. This is this uh, is my new smoke bomb. It could be used as that. I will tell you that this one has been enchanted so that the cards do come back, so you don't have to worry about once you've used a card, you lose it forever. Next up, I think it was Adolfo. You went up the stairs next, right? Alright, so tell me what your room looks like. Right before the door opens, it's a very sterile college dorm room. But as soon mm-hmm. as the door opens, slowly, Dagny opens the door slowly. Mm-hmm. The room turns into this. All right. So first and foremost, for some reason, everything's in black and white. No explanation why. Just everything is in black and white. The wall. It looks like a like a German castle, almost. Right. And the door opens up to a platform, right? And the walls are st- are stone, and the st- and the the stairs are stone. There's no handrails, so OSHA, no, no OSHA. There's no OSHA here. Okay, the wall is actually very is round, uh, is cir- circular. So the the staircase cur- uh, curls down right to the floor. There there are windows. But the windows are uh, up high, and it, for some reason, there's a sound of like wind blowing, and then also every now and then there's a flash of lightning and the sound of thunder, for some reason. At the bottom of the stairs, it looks just like out of the Frankenstein movie with a huge ass Tesla coil, a big table, a big slab table the, um, with, with the restraint in the middle. And it's to this wench so it can be pulled up out of the ceiling. There's, there's all sorts of weird machines. There's a neutron analyzer, a cosmic ray diffuser, a baritron generator amongst other things. There's other tables. There's, Empty jars, like, waiting for samples and whatnot. Um, There is a big silver door, which would lead to just, like, a big freezer. And then there is another wooden door, and that wooden door leads to Dagny's private, his private study. And then off of that is his bedroom. But the study in the... So the study is like just like wall-to-wall books on anatomy and biology and and that sort of ilk. Um, Also like texts on necromancy. Of course, those texts like those texts are have uh, a, a fake rap on the front and it's like some really boring topic when you open it up it's a book on necromancy um and also like on the air 
for some reason, if someone stands there long enough, you hear the Frankenstein theme, the just floating. <laughs> Dagny stands at the top of the stairs, his hands behind his, his back and his feet at 45 degrees. Weissel hops up on his shoulder and peeks out from the back. And, and uh, the unseen servant, like, hovering behind him. And uh, Dagny just goes, bring the bags. And he just walks on down and the door just shuts. <laughs> totally leaves Ashmi on the fl- Tenzer's floating disc out in the hallway. Okay. As you get further from the disc, just to let you know, the disc just dissipates when you get too far out from it. And Rashmi just drops to the floor. <laughs> okay. We know this. What we originally were talking about. But yeah, let's go classic book. Uh, you find it's wrapped in like this like brown paper and the the note on it is actually from Patrick, someone that you really haven't met yet, but he says simply loved your work out in the field and loved watching you compete. Love your energy and you're a weird one, but you're our weird one. <laughs> and so you're going to open it up? Okay. So as you open it up, um, you realize that it is a new spell book. I will allow you to transfer all your spells for free and all that stuff. Yada. The book itself has set into the leather cover are topaz crystals. So it definitely f- you definitely feel the necromatic energy off of it. The chronic energy, I should say, off of it. So you under so this definitely will work towards you. On the front of it, you do see the figure of a dragon. And you could see the dragon is moving as you move the book. Almost like it's sleeping, but it's but it's like just stirring in its sleep. What you just received is a new focus, but it is a dragon touched focus. So what this gives you. It is, since it is topaz, it is it is of the gem type. You now have advantage on initiative rolls. And whenever you cast, use a spell spot, whenever you use a spell slot to cast a spell, you can immediately teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 15 feet. So if you want to be creepier and just be casting spells and teleporting all over the place, <laughs> that's why I found that one for you. You do see a note with it that also says, bring this to me after you've gained more experience. I may make, be able to make this more powerful. This is a focus. This is a type of focus that can evolve over time. I will let you know when that time comes, but it will give you some really cool features as it grows. If you continue to use it, that is. It does require attunement, just to let you know. Okay, so yeah, so Dagny will hold the book and he's got his smile on his face and Weissel hops up on the table and of course he's in his room and no one's around, but Dagny looks at his book and he's, he smiles, his creepy smile, and he, he goes, what did you think? And, and Weissel sits and stares and cocks his head at, at, at Dagny and just says, this will suffice. Oh, damn. Okay. Shit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was not uh, prepared. Me neither. Shit. Since Rashmi, you got brought up with Dagny. I'm going to say that your room is right across from Dagny's, and you basically drop to the ground. And when you look up and around, you see a door with your name on it. That's fucking new. He's going to get up and 
open the door and just go, oh, this shit looks lame. And then step in and go, oh my god! <laughs> and what does your room turn into? And look- His room looks like a standard house. It basically appears as a childhood home. The last time he remembered seeing his parents. So the house looks like a standard front room. There's a black leather couch and a like a dark brown black coffee table. A TV on the wall. Pictures of uh, his family up on the walls. And but instead of a kitchen, it's a bar. And going inside, there's a the master bedroom is set up to be a it's a large room, a single king size bed. A special table to hold his sword, um, that can sword it can be worked on, and another table that holds medical supplies. He's the practice. He's the mm-hmm. doctor, and and then from there it's just it's a standard house, a single bathroom. There's no other rooms except for a single room <clears throat> that, he, that he walks by, looks at it, and keeps it locked. It doesn't go into this room. But then <laughs> it's just a standard looking house with pictures of his family and everything up on the walls. But instead of a kitchen, there's a, a full functioning bar. Awesome. As you look to the bar, instead of on your bed, you see, first off, a handle. They know how to treat a motherfucker, this bitch. <laughs> with a note attached to it. And in the note is actually from Layla, who says, You still owe me, you still, just simply says, You still owe me a drink. Or immediately pull out my little tablet, which is the phone now, and go, Where is that? Where is she? <laughs> Wrapped around the handle, you also notice a, this amulet. And as you look at it, it first off, it smells like whiskey-stained wood. Oh, this smells great. So you're looking at it. Do you put it on? Okay. So you put it on, and you find it feel... You feel some kind of, like, good energy coming from it. Like, you're feeling calmer, feeling any headache that you had from that fall. It just slowly goes away. Things like that. Go ahead. Go ahead and take a drink. Oh, that's some premium <laughs> shit. So you take a drink of the liquor. He put no. He puts it in a shot glass. He's being fancy with this one. Yeah, and a couple of the cuts that may be on you from like previous battles or fights and stuff suddenly start healing. So what you have is what's called the amulet of the drunkard. When you are wearing it, you gain forty-four plus four uh, hit points when you drink. It says here, kind of beer, ale, mead, or wine. I'm also going to say a shot of whiskey for you. Once you've used it, uh, you can't use it again until the next dawn. So just to let you know, it is limited use. But you do have that now and supports your drinking habit. Dude, with this thing, my liver would never fucking go bad. Let's go. (laughs) You are damn right. All right. Ramon, what does your room look like? Oh, okay. So... With his stuff in hand, Ramon just initially takes a look at just nods. And then once he stepped through the threshold. So as Ramon steps through the threshold, his room is similar to how it is back in his hometown. So as he walks in one part of the room attached to the wall is a desk with a sewing machine and a cork board with a Different designs of his stuffed animals and things like that, as well as a couple of photos of him and his mom and him and his bestie, Rodrigo, from back home. There's also a couple of potted plants hanging around, also vines around the perimeter of the ceiling a little bit. There's also a kind of 
porch window where he can remote can sit there and look out, which is a similar scenery of the ocean from where he is from. And then as far as his actual bed, it is a king size bed. Ramon's a big boy, so he's got to fit. <laughs> and then plastered around the perimeter of the bed is a couple of crates of some old vinyl records. And in one corner on a nightstand is just a record player kind of thing going on. And it's very minimalistic, but it's very cozy and very homey. So Ramon just looks around and just, I can get used to this. Very minimalistic, but very inviting and warm and homely. Awesome. When, as you're looking around, a small, thin uh, square box on your bed. And it does look like a jewelry box. And it also has a note on it. And the note is from Sarah. And it says, first off, it says, you're lucky I didn't use your credit card for this. <laughs> yeah. And then it says, but I want to keep you around, so I hope this helps. First thing, Ramon pins that letter onto his corkboard to save for later, and then goes to the box. <laughs> so what you see in the box is a pendant. And the pendant, it has two golden hands, shaped like this, holding three ruby crystals. You do find a note that explains what it is. It, what it's called is the Parapet of Wound Closure. My God. Okay, so... Really quick tangent. So yeah. in every campaign that I've been in and that the DM has given me a magical item, for some reason, that is always the item I have gotten. I have never not gotten <laughs> it. It's the fourth game that I've gotten it, but I am not going to complain. So I'm like, yeah. yes, let's go. <laughs> what is this? So for everyone else who doesn't know what it is, so you do have to attune to it. While you wear this pendant, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, when whenever you roll hit die to regain hit points, you get to double the amount of hit points it restores. Now, I am going to put a little bit of a house rule on this because this can be extremely overpowered. <laughs> I will say that every time you are stabilized from this pendant, you will take a point of exhaustion. Okay, that's fair. It's just that if you're like dying over and over again and just have like infinite death, that's not fun for you or me. But at some point, it's just basically infinite death anyways. See, that's why I'm putting the exhaustion on it. Because no, no, once you, no, if you no, hit six, six uh, points of exhaustion, you die. Yes, which but is a big no. Yeah. <laughs> which is something we want to avoid. I'm just imagining the TikTok side. It's just let me die, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, just let me die, Brandon. All right. Cool. Next up, we have uh, Thorgmir. Thorgmir, what does yours look like? Oh, my room is really basic. Like you said, uh, when I first look in, it looks just like a regular dorm. And when I see the regular dorm, I just look and I'm like, this is actually nice. But as I cross that threshold, it goes to looking more like a log cabin. And it's just real basic. There's a small little cooking area. There's a full-size bed big enough for me and Leonidas. And there's also a, a workbench sitting off against one of the walls. And on this workbench, there's a bunch of different hunting, uh, fishing game catalogs, 
and there's even some gun magazines. And some of the gun gun magazines, one of the gun magazines, there's a couple of firearms that had been circled, and beside each circled item, in small words, it it reads, "My goals." Uh, One of these goals is he wants to upgrade from his bow. Don't get me wrong; he loves using his bow, but he would love to be able to get a an actual rifle. And one of these rifles is a big old 300 Winchester Magnum. He remembers shooting one of those when he was younger, when some merchants came through and they had a bunch of different things that they can sample. One of the things he sample shot was a 300 Win Mag, and he just fell in love instantly. And another one of the items is a, from what he's used to when it's, when looking at duty pistols and other sidearms, this one looks a lot more futuristic and it's a really expensive Sig Sauer. And again, out from the circle it says, my goals. So, he has some dreams of owning some better things, but yet he's also really down to earth because yeah, he'd like to be able to buy all these different cool looking things, but he's also got a, a mother he's got to support. Which, even though she's elvish and they can live practically forever, she's actually been getting sick. So he's been trying to save every penny he can to be be able to get her like the right healing treatments, medical treatments, whatever you want to call them. And where Thorgmere is half-dwarven, we're outcasts from the rest of our little society. So nobody else really wants to lend any kind of aid to her mm-hmm. because it's, we know what you did. We don't like this. You're on your own. So even though they air quote put up with us, they won't go out of their way to help us. Really only me. That's kept you us may, afloat. You may live here, be living beings, but you're not us. Exactly. Or basically the meme of Anakin, the Jedi Council. All right. On your bed, you find a bit of a larger package. It's not a thin enough box to be a weapon, but it's definitely a rectangular in height, squared off box. The note on it is actually from XC. I'm going to actually give you something in your notebook right here something really cool that you're gonna get to know that no one else does or at least no one else has picked up on yet (laughs) yeah but it is from xc and he says and essentially says enjoyed working with you buddy thanks for your help out during everything even if it wasn't real hope this helps you out as well and you're such a nice guy and when you open the box it is a quiver. Oh. It's definitely... It's all metal. You can tell he made it himself. Or at least with help from other people. But you can feel magic coming off of it. Can you roll me an Arcana check real quick? Yeah. Let me uh, check real quick to see if I have anything else in Arcana. If my phone will cooperate. I can tell you. You have... I have a plus two. two. Yeah. Okay. So it's D20 plus two. 
Okay, watch I roll a one. I called it. You called a one? Yeah. Alright. You can't tell at all what kind of magic it is. It is completely foreign to you. But you look back at the note that you got, and you learn what this what this quiver is called is the efficient quiver. Essentially, think of a, a quiver's version of a bag of holding. You oh. can you can hold up to sixty arrows, sixty bolts. You can also store up to eighteen javelins or similar objects. And even the largest hole in the quiver can actually store a bow, a quarterstaff, a spear. So you can oh, carry wow. things around like that. So you can carry, essentially carry more, more ammunition as you need. That's cool. I like yeah. that. Added spice. As I'm looking at this, I go to take the quiver that I've got on. And as I'm taking it off my shoulder, it literally just falls apart. It, it has been repaired so many times. There is, it, it's just done. Good. I'm glad I picked that one for you. All right. And last but not least, we have Sutfin. Edgar, what what does your room look like? So you walk in and then the, the first thing is this big leather chair that's just massive. Just that looks well-worn, just screams comfy. Mm-hmm. And then you, you look over to one another, the other side of the room, and there's a drafting table kind of thing, just sprinkled with parts and tools and just all kinds of knickknacks and whatnot. And then bookshelves with the same just randomness, just random stuff here, there, and everywhere. And it's nice, cozy, almost like you think there would be a fireplace over in the corner, but there's really not, because who wants to really mess with that kind of work? But other than that, it's Fairly average. It's there's a bed and a little kitchenette, little little fridge, hot plate for frying bacon. That's I may borrow that that lunchbox of magic lunchbox from another show. Nice, cool. So around in your area, in on your bed, you find this small felt pouch. The note that is with it is actually from Jay. He says. Essentially, the same thing that Patrick said to Rashmi, that he enjoyed watching you in the fields. He offered some training to help you out if you need help with your aim. But he also says, he also goes, hey, if you ever want, feel free to come down to the shop. And if you're willing to help me out, I'll make you some more of these. So, yeah, that's what the note says. Very nice. I'll try to hold that up, put it in one of our pockets and... I guess I'll, you know, take a peek inside of this this pouch. So inside the pouch, you find three needles that kind of look like the knitting needles that uh, Ramon uses. There's also a very small note next to it. And when you look at the note and it says, tell Ramon that these are not knitting needles. (laughs) So when you look at the three needles... You feel one of them, and it feels very warm in your hand. One feels very cold in your hand. And one you're feeling a little bit of a static shock from. I would like uh, if you can also roll an Arcana check real quick. So that's a 19 plus 6, so 25. Oh, yeah, you definitely know what these are. These are three needles that essentially create 
spell wrought tattoos. Essentially, you take one of the needles and you put it to your skin. It creates a tattoo based on the spell that it contains. And one time, and it's a one time use spell, but you can cast that spell at its level for free from your tattoo. The three spells that you have in there are Lightning Bolt, Fleet Storm, and Fireball. Even though you don't know third level spells yet, you can still technically use third level spells right now if you wanted to. Jay is an artificer, which means he also has the replicate uh, magical item infusion. So he is offering... So when you use it, the needle reappears, but it's empty. It's just a normal needle after you use it. You can bring it back to him, and he will infuse it with a new spell if you wish. He can only do do it do one a day, though. So you can't, like, refresh all three of them at once. Same spells, different spell, does it... Uh, You get to choose the spell. Depending on your level of experience in this... In this game, he may go up in spell levels, but right now he's willing to give you third level spells. Cool. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I can see this coming in handy. Oh, yeah. And And I I need to check out. I'm going to check in on him and definitely go by and maybe do some apprentice work. Awesome. So now you end up having the knights to yourself. Melinda has mentioned for everyone to meet in the living room area at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And she will make sure that you're there at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, if you're, even if you're still sleeping. You know exactly who I'm looking at. But for now, that is where we're going to end for tonight. Feel free to think about what your uh, characters each do with your night, because we're, we can do a quick recap on our next next session. But for now, that is where we're going to end tonight. Tonight was a lot of role play, but we will get be getting back into the hard action soon enough. But thank you so much for listening. And thank you, everyone here, for being a part of this. I am learning more and more about your characters, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. So... Catch us next week to find out what this first mission is in two weeks when you find out when this first mission is. But for now, have a fantastic evening. Get some sleep. I know I will. And I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.